This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for coming to this live episode of Obsessed. Uh, we are recording here live at GeekCon in Madison, Wisconsin. The applause are being manipulated against my will by John Kavalik. <laughs> right away, he's got an applause sign. Uh, he will probably write other instructions to the audience, like weep, and my, see if they just all spontaneously begin to weep. My wife works for public radio. I know these things. So you know how to control an audience yeah. in a sort of non-visual manner. If you want pleasures right now. I do want pleasures. I'm Give me pleasures right now. I'm looking forward to sarcastic golf clap. <laughs> Can you get me pledges? Imagine the silence if you do not pledge. It's scary, All right. isn't it? I, uh, I don't know. Five dollar level. <laughs> I don't know if that's the greatest pledge of <laughs> give us money or we will shut up. Like <laughs> I could just not give you money and my problem would be taken care of. Uh, we have a special subject today that is uh, familiar to geeks, and it is superheroes. We're going to talk about being obsessed with superheroes with my wonderful guests, uh, Mr. Christopher Jones. Hello. John did not hold up the applause sign. That was organic, actual love for Christopher Jones. It's true. And now John is making them applaud for nothing. Uh, I am loved and preceded by rose petals thrown at my feet wherever I go. Exactly. When you said preceded by, I thought you had died for a second. You're <laughs> writing your own obituary. No, no, no. Excellent. That's, that's and not until Tuesday. My other guest, you already know because I've said his name and we've been talking. And he's already <laughs> manipulating my podcast. Mr. John Kavalik. <laughs> Yeah, that one I'm going to ixnay. No more of that. But it causes me actual physical pain. The sound of fake laughter just sounds like 70s television to me and causes me actual... I'm going to tear that up and eat it, I swear to God. Applause, please manipulate. But no. See, they agree with me. Now it's right. turned into an episode of Poke the Audience. <laughs> that would be a fine obsession, too. Yeah. <laughs> How interested are you in poking the audience? Uh, so, Christopher Jones, can you uh, tell people, you've been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, can you tell yeah. people who, for some reason, don't bother to remember who you are? For people who have not memorized the entire back catalog of obsessed episodes, uh, yeah, my name is Christopher Jones, I direct comic books, uh, I recently drew the Young Justice comic book series, uh, before that I had been the artist on uh, the Batman Strikes I've done a number of different things for DC and Marvel Comics, and currently I'm drawing a new science fiction series called Parallel Man that launches in October. Excellent. And John Kavalik, who are you? <laughs> I'm a person who manipulates the audience. I draw the comic strip Dork Tower. I illustrate uh, many games, uh, most notably, I'm told, Munchkin from Steve Jackson Games. Um, I have illustrated, I was part of the game company that brought Apples to Apples uh, to press, and um, I'm a writer and a cartoonist, and I do a ton of different things. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you guys for being here. And you both like superheroes, right? Because otherwise I'm fucked. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yes, I, yes, yes. I thought so. Okay, so I've got some questions for you guys. Uh, starting with you, Chris. Who is your favorite superhero? Batman. And why? Okay. <laughs> John. <laughs> who is your favorite superhero? Cyclops. Cyclops? <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, uh, how, does Howard the Duck count? 
no. Oh, God's sakes, no. Um, it's just an animal without pants. See, it's the thing. I could talk about why I like Batman, but let's face it. Hearing John defend his choosing of Cyclops is going to be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Cyclops no, actually, honest. It was actually uh, probably Green Lantern. Green Lantern, oh, really? Yes. Uh, I love Hal Green Jordan Lantern. Green Lantern? Yes. Yes. Okay. The, the, I mean, like, you know, uh, Star Wars original episodes, there were no other episodes. Okay. It's Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. But not the Silver Age Green Lantern, or the Golden Age Green Lantern, whose weakness was wood. I mean, you know, I can respect that. <laughs> um, there are worse things to have weaknesses for. Um, but no, I, I, I just, I, I loved, um, I used to work in the Forbidden Planet comic shop in London. Cool. And they hired me because I was an American, and they were doing American comics, and I knew nothing about these comics, but I had an accent, and so I guess that worked <laughs> for them. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, just glommed on a Green Lantern. I loved the whole idea, the whole cosmic idea of the awesome. Uh, book. Awesome. So now we know who your favorite superheroes are, but if you were actually in real-life danger and needed to be saved, Chris, who would you want to actually show up? Uh, as much as I, I think Batman would be capable of, of handling anything, I'd probably be a little safer if I saw Superman. So you wouldn't so want I, Superman to I, save I would, you I would no go matter for what? Superman. Yeah, I, well, I would trust him. I'd trust him to get the job done. And Superman. Not, not have any sort of moral objections or anything? I think, well, I think, I think Batman would probably find a way to save me, but I'd probably find the whole experience a lot creepier and less satisfying. <laughs> Fair enough. So in real life, you would rather see a man dressed up like Superman. No, no, no. Not a man dressed up like Superman. I want Superman. I want the flying. I want the speed and the invulnerability. I don't want a well-intentioned cosplayer. I want the Man of Steel. Excellent. Excellent. And John, Power Girl. Power Girl. Power Girl. Why? Power Girl. (laughs) No. Because um, of uh, her Superman-like abilities? Yes, obviously. Um, and, and, no, uh, just in general, what superhero do I want showing up for any occasion would be Power Girl. <laughs> that, I don't care if it's me being saved or anything. It's like, oh, let's have Power Girl show up. That would be... Power Girl or Howard the Duck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Opposite ends of the super spectrum. Uh, I'm sad, sad person. <laughs> uh, in our modern world, Chris, where do you think is the best place for a superhero to change costumes? Ooh, yeah. So that's, there are no that's, phone that's booths anymore. Yeah, the, the phone booths have really disappeared. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of something more interesting than just just a you know a, a restroom. I yeah, you know, per, perhaps uh, if they carried um, some kind of uh, lockpick tools to be able to break into parked cars. <laughs> so you would want a superhero who notices that there's a problem. Then says, I'm going to go to the nearest parking the, garage. The, the ideal. Break into a car. No, the ideal is someone who just says the magic word Shazam and transforms. But if you're going to look for some place to have to do some sort of wardrobe change, you're, you're, you're wanting something uh, reasonably private. You're wanting something presumably you know, somewhat enclosed. The, a car, at least there's like some padding. Uh, you know, you're not going to like <laughs> bruise your elbows trying to, you know, I mean, I... I haven't ever completely changed clothes in something the size of a phone booth, um, although I'm strongly considering trying it right after the convention now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know I'll, I, I'll, I'll consider to think on this and get back to you if I have better ideas. Excellent. So, like, John, putting it in a practical location of, say, like a hotel that a convention is in, if a superhero needed to change from their normal persona into their actual fighting costume to stop a crime at a convention like this, where would they go? Probably one of my panels. 
because <laughs> almost nobody shows up. So they would have a lot of privacy. Would you enjoy that if you were in the middle of your panel and there's just like a 10-year-old boy who didn't seem very interested? Girl? <laughs> and then he suddenly yelled, Shazam! Does anyone have any questions? <laughs> Shazam! That is not a question, young man. That is a statement, and you may leave now. You know, in the context of a hotel, now I understand why we always were waiting so long for the elevator. There's somebody changing into their superhero persona in the elevator, and that's they've like hit the stop button and they're getting ready to fight crime. Which is really, really awkward at this particular convention mm. because the two elevators are made of glass and look out on the atrium. Well, if it's Daredevil, he wouldn't understand that. <laughs> I saw a lawyer go in there, and now he's just taking his pants off, and his ass is pressed up against the glass, and everyone in the atrium can see it, and he's putting on red leather. No, what is going with, on? With no real sense of urgency. It's like he doesn't even understand that we can all see him through that transparent wall of the... Ideally, yeah. you want something like there's a lot of them around for consistency, but nobody's ever there, so I'm thinking Arby's. So, like, <laughs> like the bathroom at Arby's or just Arby's, just Arby's. in general? Just Arby's in general. I love the, the picture of, like, this paranoid dude who works at Arby's who knows that superheroes <laughs> walk in and change costumes and nobody believes him. Like, Power Girl totally came in here and she changed into her costume and she ordered a beef and cheddar and left. So there's trouble. Nobody believes me. There's trouble and they're looking for the giant cowboy hat sign. And, yeah, where can Blowing I Blowing in the night. Excellent. So if you guys uh, had to dress up as an animal to fight crime, <laughs> you, that was you had to. It had to be an animal. Chris, what animal would you want oh, to dress up as? Great. I'm first. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say wombat just because I don't think it's been done yet. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of weaponry might a wombat have? Uh, see, I should have chosen an animal I was more familiar with. What would a, what would a wombat have? Um, so you would sort of half change into a wombat and then look it up on a Wikipedia? Well, I, I like the idea that a wombat would have originally gone for a number of bat-themed items, and then when like DC Comics Legal got a hold of him, he started investigating what wom-based items would consist of. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, perhaps... Yeah, there. Thank you. And John has thank pulled you. up wombat, disturbing done. wombat. Of course, it's on of course, it's been done. I don't know. Can we come up with an animal that actually hasn't been done? I don't, I don't think know. so. John, what animal would you want to be? Uh, okay, I'm not going to say muskrat. Um, <laughs> I would go. Uh, well, the badger's been done. Yeah. So that you know is kind of. Um, the insect world's been done to death. Um, but what do you want? Forget what's been done. It's not about originality. It's um, about what what animal you would want to dress up as. <laughs> uh, okay, this one's going out for my five-year-old daughter. Um, an Ewok. <laughs> That's kind of a loaded statement that Ewoks are just animals. Well, my, my, my daughter's been playing, uh, she, she's been doing a lot of, you know, uh, 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 doctor uh, play around the house, so she will give us checkups, she will give the cats checkups, and she actually asked me just yesterday, wouldn't Ewok want a doctor or a vet? <laughs> so there is a question about there whether is, Ewoks it is, it is, yeah. are sentient if they matter? The science is um, out on that. <laughs> Excellent. So Chris would be dressing up as a wombat or possibly just a wong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And John would be a giant Ewok, and they would both be changing in the elevators. <laughs> or the I, I love wombat, man. There, there we go. I, 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 the, the, sorry, you're, you're, 
you're describing, I mean, I, I don't even think that crime fighting needs to result from that. That just sounds like a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, this or a convention we may be at. Yes, oh. the next convention we will do this. Uh, if you guys had to be exposed uh, to a chemical in order to get your powers, if you had to fall into a vat of something... <laughs> I'm glad that sentence continued from if you had to be exposed... Technically, what? technically, alcohol is a chemical. Indeed. Oh, well, there you go. That's yes. probably the answer to my question. If you had to like fall into a vat of something to get your powers, you would want to fall into a vat of beer, whiskey, a vat of whiskey yes. in particular. Yes, yes. Irish, Scotch, about Scotch, bourbon. I would say you know with your know, different uh, superpowers associated with each single malt, uh-huh. possibly. <laughs> you know, something a little smokier, maybe fire powers. So you wouldn't want to be a peatier. You'd be earth powers, and <laughs> you know, it, it could work. I could see it working, or at least even if it didn't work, I would be thinking it was working because I was in a vat of whiskey. Right. <laughs> So would your, na- would your name just be Scotchman? <laughs> it would be Whoopee. <laughs> what about the Scotch Guard? <laughs> <laughs> your Sc- would your catchphrase just be <laughs> That Yes. <laughs> and then some, some dribbling might occur because of that, but yes. I think a drunk man with fire powers has shown up <laughs> to save us? <laughs> uh, Chris, you don't drink. You don't even drink coffee, uh, what what kind of chemicals would you want to be exposed to? Uh, could I fall into a vat of pudding, please? <laughs> <laughs> it is soft and tasty. <laughs> Two great attributes for a superhero. Yes. Yes. Soft and tasty. Yes. And, and, and you could fall into butterscotch pudding and we could fight creme together. Awesome! <laughs> no fucking pun-based superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Ixnay that right away. Uh, so you would want to fall into a vat of of pudding. Please. Obviously. But then would you want to emerge as a pudding-based superhero? I think I would emerge with all the powers of Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd just be really judgmental of younger comedians. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. It's not really effective crime-fighting power. Do you have to use the swear words when fighting crime? (laughs) No. I, I like how he was vaguely Southern, maybe. <laughs> I, I started that, and then I realized I can't imitate Bill Cosby. <laughs> but you and then committed. I tried to back off mid-sentence. No, it worked. You committed. It All was right. great. Uh, people say a lot of mean things about capes these days, guys. What are some good things about capes? Safety well, blanket. Safety blanket? You Safety can cuddle blanket. it yourself? Yes. Feel on. warm and protected? Yes. Uh, I mean, they look fantastic. They, they, they feel great to walk in. Don't, don't ask <laughs> yeah. me how I know. Um, the, thing, the thing I never understood, Superman's cape, they used to occasionally do stuff in the stories playing with how it was supposed to be super elastic. I mean, I even remember one story. It's true. They would. Okay. I remember one story where there were asteroids falling on the city, and he stretched his cape between spires on skyscrapers. <laughs> I don't know why that's really disturbing to me. I mean, we've been talking about like falling into pudding and <laughs> asses plastered against uh, elevator windows, but for some reason, Superman's cape stretching grosses me out. <laughs> I don't, the, well, the thing that really got me was they also had this the the idea back in the Silver Age that when he would change from Clark Kent into Superman, he would take his Clark Kent clothes and stuff them into a hidden pouch in the cape. Yeah, that's gross too. Which I never he's understood. like he's wearing a kangaroo at that. Which point. Which I never understood why he wouldn't just have this weird 
bulge somewhere in his cape that was with the whole Clark Kent suit just <laughs> hanging in there. But essentially, this was 40 years before REI. Wow, so, yeah. So basically, they stole that from DC, right? Totally. There totally you go. What do you think? Uh, besides, you got security blanket. Anything else that you can say in defense of capes? I'm comfortable wrapping myself in the fetal position in my security blanket. I don't <laughs> think anything else needs me. Excellent. Uh, so <laughs> security blankets, they're stretchy and have pouches. Yes. <laughs> so is a kangaroo. Pro capes. Okay. So, guys, uh, a lot of superheroes, they have secret weaknesses. You, you need to have a secret weakness. That's like a strange thing that a superhero needs for some reason. Uh, in real life, what is your secret weakness? Whiskey. <laughs> what is and, your and, and secret often. weakness? Okay, pudding. <laughs> and what is your uh, secret, or is John is going for, secret weakness? Uh, Whiskey-flavored pudding. <laughs> Whiskey-flavored pudding. Excellent. My, my daughter smiling at me sweetly and asking for a pony. Is Aww. One, so so if, you, if She has 20 <laughs> ponies right now. It's embarrassing. It's, I really like this uh, picture that Scotchman is wobbling <laughs> around fighting crime. And then someone shows you a picture of your daughter, a little video of your daughter asking for a pony. And Scotchman's like, all right, I'll sober up and find a pony. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy can get I have a pony? <laughs> sure, you can have a pony. <laughs> Baby can have anything she wants. <laughs> that was your Bill Cosby voice again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is my Bill Cosby voice. <laughs> my Bill Cosby voice is the worst. It, it, okay. it spans continents. It has nothing to do with I'm Bill stretchy. Cosby. I look forward to yes. that, that future obsessed episode, Bad Bill Cosby Impression. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, what, so, Christopher, what is your secret weakness? Uh, oh, it's not the, it's, it's not the uh, pudding? Um, let's see. My secret weakness, cash. <laughs> like you just you'll do anything for it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you know the the the, the and uh, you're a cartoonist. I could I could land in, I could land in front of the bank robbers and they'd be like you know we'll give you a cut. I'm like yeah all right just get out of here. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Try enough. not to set off the alarm next time, you rascals. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so I have a I have a superhero quiz for you guys, uh, and we're going to score points and see who wins. Uh, so there's several kind of, uh, it's about superheroes fighting, but not traditional fighting. It's about which superheroes would be better in different contexts. Uh, so uh, feel free, either of you, to weigh in first. Which superhero would give the best back rub? Superman or Batman? Batman. <laughs> Is this just a thing where we, when we don't know what to say, we say Batman quickly? <laughs> Is Batman the safe word of this podcast? <laughs> Bat Batman is, is is the you know trump card of apples to apples. <laughs> What's the most Batman? No, I mean Superman would just like break your spine. One one small one slight back rub hitch, and you would be pudding. <laughs> and not the good kind. And someone would fall into you and yes. become a superhero. See, I'm going to go the opposite way on this. I think if it's, if the choices are Batman or Superman. I started reading Superman comics in a time where they took every imaginable human attribute and just Superman could do the super version of that. So I think he would give super back rubs. <laughs> would he just vibrate at super speed? No. I don't, I don't know how he would do it. I'm not Superman. <laughs> I'm just saying he would have a super back rub power. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I, would, I would change my answer if it was, you know, uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman. Uh, Batman. You do not want <laughs> that happening. If we're, if we're going to be, like, time-specific about this. There. You won't be complaining about your back anymore. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so some well-reasoned argument. Let's see what the audience thinks. Uh, please applaud if you think Superman would be the better back rubber. <laughs> Please applaud if you think Batman would be the better back rubber. Oh, Batman is a little bit more vigorous. John is manipulating his applause. Uh, there are seven workable massages for uh, this position. <laughs> Three of them relax with minimal contact. Okay. <laughs> that is great. Okay, I think Chris got two points and John got one point. <laughs> I am arbitrary and an asshole. All right. Speaking of assholes... <laughs> Who I would be, do not like this next question. <laughs> Who would be better at swearing? Black Widow or Black Canary? I know it wouldn't be Zatanna. <laughs> I'm going to go with Black you. Canary on that because I think, uh, I think she, she would have a, uh, a rougher background and she could do it very loudly with her sonic scream. It could be heard for miles. Would you care to do an imitation of Black Canary's sonic scream? It would come out sounding like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why I asked you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Black Canary's version of swearing is yelling pudding like Bill Cosby at a sonic level. Comics Code Authority, you can't use the real swear words. Come on. Now can you do Black Canary's swearing like Jerry Seinfeld? Once <laughs> <laughs> with all the pudding. <laughs> That was an organic applause, unmanipulated <laughs> by John Kavalik. John, uh, I'm going to give you, Chris, you got uh, 27 points for that. <laughs> uh, John, who do you think would be better at swearing, Black Widow or Black Canary? I'm going with whoever um, Gail Simone is writing at the moment. Okay, I'll give you 28 mm. points. That's a very good answer. <laughs> That's a very good answer. Very good answer. Okay, who would be the best at karaoke? <laughs> Captain America or Galactus? I <laughs> know <sighs> oh, the timeless question. <laughs> we all I'm ask going to go with I'm I am going to go with Captain America because I believe he's the kind of he's used to doing these rowdy rally the troops together World War II spontaneous outbursts of song that we all know and love from every war movie we've ever seen. All right, so you think uh, Captain America is more patriotic, so he would naturally, he would be, Captain America is kind of like down for whatever, like, if this is going to help people, I'll do it. What exactly. about Galactus? He's not really a helper. <laughs> no, no, I, I'd lean towards Captain America as well, because one, he'd know the oldies, <laughs> and two, uh, I mean, you're, as a performer, you're familiar with the term of eating the microphone? Well, <laughs> Galactus, uh, yeah, he doesn't stop with the microphone. <laughs> Excellent. You each get three points for your well-reasoned and similar arguments. <laughs> this seems fair and balanced. <laughs> okay. Who would you guys rather go to Ikea with? <laughs> Spider-Man or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. <laughs> because Spider-Man is going to just, you know, he's, he's going to do the, if they've got the, the climbing wall, he's going to be all over that, you know. But we're, but you think it, he's gonna do leisure climbing at IKEA? Yes, I think, I think he's gonna be like, oh, look at that display of easy to assemble furniture. I'm on top of it now. He's gonna, you know, just gonna, gonna make me feel like I am not as athletic and I'm not. 
But Wonder Woman, you're hanging out with Wonder Woman. I don't care what we're doing. Wonder, really, you that's, know, that's Wonder Woman's the better argument. choice. I got mocked for my power goal arguments. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, so who would you rather go to IQ with? Spider-Man. Really? Because, yeah. You, I mean, have you ever tried to put this shit together? You cannot do it. It is impossible. And Spider-Man, at least you got the whoop. So your argument is you would like to assemble IKEA furniture with Spider-Man because you wouldn't actually try to follow the IKEA instructions. You would just have him web it together. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And hope that it lasts. Yes. But the webbing dissolves after an hour, and then all of your furniture collapses. (laughs) Uh, I want to go to the audience for this one. Who would you rather go to IKEA with? Uh, uh, Please applaud for one or the other. For Spider-Man. For Wonder Woman. Excellent, excellent. So uh, I'm going to give John one million points, <laughs> and I'm going to give Chris one. <laughs> Again, that's fair. <laughs> and balanced. Okay, who do you think would be better at Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> Thor or The Thing? <laughs> huh. The Thing. Now Why? Uh, because, you know, there's no Trivial Pursuit Norse category. <laughs> I mean, okay, there's that one Trivial Pursuit expansion, the North Mythology um, expansion. It was not a great seller. <laughs> um, but apart from that, unless they're playing that one, I think the thing would have at least, you know, some knowledge of sports. Arts and leisure. His uh, girlfriend is an artist. Um, That's true. Uh, he would um, most likely know the history questions. Yeah. And obviously science. You got Mr. Fantastic built for those. Uh, here I just was writing a little jackass question, and you had a solid reasoned answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to personally apologize to the thing. I was <laughs> underestimating him horribly. Uh, Chris, do you have an opinion? I, I think if it was a straight-up trivia contest, the thing would have a chance. If it's Trivial Pursuit, I'm going to give it to Thor. <laughs> so you mean Beca- if he was actually chasing the thing? Because No, because <laughs> I think in trying to play the game, the thing would get frustrated when he was unable to pick up the pie wedges with his cumbersome rocky hands. <laughs> get frustrated and smash everything and forfeit the game. <laughs> his answer eventually would just be, it's clobbering time. Exactly. <laughs> no matter what. Excellent. You both get one million points because you both said super funny shit. Uh, all right. Which character would be a better Wikipedia editor? <laughs> Oracle or the Hulk? Well, either of them is an improvement at the moment. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. I'm going with the Hulk. The Hulk. Hulk edit! <laughs> yeah. Because if, if you've ever had a Wikipedia entry on yourself, you know that really facts don't matter that no, much. No, not at all. Uh, Chris, would you, you, would you also just let the Hulk go wild with your Wikipedia entry? Well, I wouldn't say no to him. I mean, I, I'm not no. going to try to tell him what not to do because I don't want to be smashed today. So this is your Trivial Pursuit argument again. Well, largely, largely. That basically the, the angriest person in the room wins. Well, no, see, I see. In the case of Trivial Pursuit, that was an argument against the thing. I threw it to Thor. I'm just saying I don't want to get into a fight with any of these guys. Fair enough. All right. So if the Hulk was like, no, it's fact, you wouldn't... <laughs> He wouldn't debate it. Sure it is. No. I, although I think it would be particularly ironic if it were some fine point of gamma radiation theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually correct. 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, I'm going to give you both zero points just <laughs> okay. because I feel like I want to switch it up. All right. Uh, which sidekick is better at dying? <laughs> Bring it. Robin or Bucky? Yes. <laughs> That's the end of that category, and John gets 20 million points. Did you want to weigh in, Chris? No. <laughs> Excellent. And this is the uh, the final question in this uh, category. Which character is better at making love? Plastic Man or Mr. Fantastic? Well, having personal experience with them both. <laughs> you had some Arby's encounters with them? <laughs> Let's just say I had the beef with cheese. <laughs> oh, minus 20 million points. <laughs> It was not a happy meal. <laughs> uh, so I'm so sorry. Classic so man sorry. or Mr. Fantastic, Chris Jones, who is better at making sweet, sweet, passionate love? Well, given that they both have some degree of elongation and shape-shifting powers, I'm going to call that a wash and decide that uh, I'm going to give it to Smart is Sexy over Eel O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, for people who don't know, who is Eel O'Brien? Eel O'Brien was the shifty criminal who, uh, through a, a horrible accident, was transformed into the elastic plastic man. Excellent. So you, so this is not really about which superhero is a better lover, but which person is a better man, well, a I, better human. Well, I, I, was, I was saying that there's enough commonality in what their superpowers are that I was needing to look to other attributes of the characters as the deciding factor. Okay. I think one of the big differences between them is that Mr. Fantastic just, like, stretches his body. Plastic Man puts his face on everything. <laughs> <laughs> this Which is I true. think could be creepy in a making love scenario. And more extensive shape-shifting ability than, than Mr. Fantastic. That's true. Yes. He could turn into like Plastic Man version of Howard the Duck. He could. <laughs> and then make love with you, which would be terrible. But whatever he turns into is at least going to have the pattern of his costume, if not his entire face, visible on the surface of that object. And that is not okay. Not, not not attractive. Not, no. I think that it, ru it ruins the mood. And the other thing is, I think, I actually think, you know, um, Plastic Man is the better lover, if only because Mr. Fantastic's wife always is complaining, I feel like I'm invisible around you. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Two, one. What were you Can saying you hold about up your left side? <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. <laughs> this gentleman is good at mocking hateful laughter. <laughs> you should be an editor. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That was awesome. Uh, so, by applause, who do we think uh, won this, this harrowing competition? Uh, please applaud for one or the other. For Christopher Jones. <laughs> Tentative. For Mr. John Kavalik. Equally tentative. Wow. Everyone lost this game. <laughs> I crumble the paper and throw it away. Wow. And accidentally hit a nice person. That was back not my intention. Back to back rounds of tepid, half-hearted applause. 
It would have been better if Power Girl were here. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, so I think we've, we've got a little bit of a peek into kind of how you guys think about superheroes and uh, your, your personal relationships with superheroes. A uh, thing I like to do on the podcast is uh, just kind of get a sense, is ask people some questions to see how obsessed they are. So I'll ask these questions of both of you. Uh, Christopher, do you think about superheroes every day? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> John, do you think about superheroes every single day? I certainly do. <laughs> and now that I've got a daughter who's also getting into superheroes, I think about it even more. Awesome. Which superheroes does uh, your daughter like? Uh, she loves the Tiny Titans. She loves Wonder Woman. Um, she loves Terra. Um, for in the Tiny Titans, because she keeps throwing rocks at um, <laughs> the other characters. Um, she can identify with that. Yes, yeah. she can. Awesome. Do you think your daughter thinks about throwing rocks at people every day? <laughs> Far too often. Far too often. Yes. Multiple times a day. Excellent. Uh, Chris, could you put a child through college on the amount of money you've spent on comic books? Several children. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, John, could you put a child through college on the amount of money you've spent on comic books? If you're saying, is my daughter going to college? No, she's probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you've been very successful uh, in your career, so you can can send your daughter to college. And still buy comics. Do you still, uh, uh, at this point in your life, do you still spend a lot of money on comics? Too much, uh, yes. uh, One of my favorite daddy-daughter moments is taking her to the comic book store. She's got her own pull list now, <laughs> which is... <laughs> she, uh, really? Baby's first pull list, yes. It's anything by Art Baltazar, um, all the pony comic books. Um, and she now, she knows variant covers. She will check out which pony variant cover she wishes. So yeah, for people who have not been and lucky enough to meet John's daughter, she's very, very smart, very charming. It's and now I have this great picture of her walking into a comic store like I need my list give me all the pony comics that is exactly how it happens I, I started doing this about a year and a half ago just for fun because you know my I've, I've got I, I get about 10 comics a week and wow which is not that much anymore I mean it used to be huge. but that's like a million dollars a month these days <laughs> yes it's, um, yeah the new 52 dollars I just spent um, <laughs> uh, but yeah and Louisa loves it she loves the whole comic shop atmosphere. She loves new comics. She'll read her comics on the way... Well, she doesn't read. She'll look at the pictures of the comics on the way home. And there are actually a a bunch of terrific comics for kids these days, so it's delightful. That's great. That's great. Cool. Uh, Christopher, Hmm. would you get a tattoo of a superhero on your buttocks? (laughs) Moon Knight. (laughs) That is an excellent joke. A <laughs> little bit of a pun, but I'll let it go. Uh, so if you if you had to get a tattoo, do you have tattoos? I do not have tattoos. Uh, if you had to get a tattoo, would you get a tattoo of a superhero? I suppose if I was going to, I mean, someone was like, you have to get a tattoo, it doesn't matter what it is, but you're getting one. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with some kind of a superhero icon. And probably Batman, sure, why not? And where and where on your body would you put Batman? <laughs> <laughs> and this Excellent is a bonus joke. Um 
Well, we. I, I'm trying to think of like something I would prefer to the butt because now we're thinking all about about that option. Uh, if not putting the logo like on on one's chest where it would appear, <laughs> although I've never really seen myself as the chest tattoo kind of guy. Oh yeah, probably probably on the butt. Maybe a tramp stamp, Batman tramp stamp. <laughs> a bat stamp. A bat, bat stamp. stamp. So if somebody forced you to get a tattoo and you and you put it on your chest, that I, a Batman symbol on your actual chest, that is actually pretty cool. Would you want to share that? Would you show it to people, or would you just would it just be that Batman is always by your heart? <laughs> I would need to start wearing more button-down shirts so I could do the reveal. Because I wear a lot of T-shirts, and you don't even want to do the, oh, by the way, I'm Batman. Dun-dun-da, you know. It is true. that, it, that the, It's one thing to say, I'm Batman, and rip your shirt open. It's another thing to say, I'm Batman, and pull your shirt up. Yes. Like it's, <laughs> it does I'm Batman at Mardi Gras. <laughs> when you, as a visual, your as a visual storyteller... <laughs> As a visual storyteller, I know the importance of the dramatic reveal. And I just, yeah, the, the classic Superman pulling open of the shirt is just much more dramatic than, hey, look at this, let me, let me pull this up and show you. Yeah. I keep showing my tattoo to people. I get beads for some reason. I don't yes. know why. That is awesome. Okay, so John, uh, what superhero would you get tattooed well, I, on your buttocks or other part of your body? As, as a father of a daughter who will one day be in college... Uh, much like the Star Wars prequels, tattoos do not exist. <laughs> now, having said that, if I was forced to, this is where I say Power Girl, and this is where you say, where would you want Power Girl on your body? <laughs> where would you want Power Girl on your body? Is this a trick question? <laughs> I was actually hoping you didn't say that. <laughs> I follow instructions. I would, I would, it would have to be in that little circular, the circular cut So you would just get a tattoo of her unfortunate boob window. Yes, exactly. Actually, there needs to be a t-shirt of just the boob window. Oh my gosh, I'm going to make a t-shirt of that. Right I now. really like that because I think people who are like deep into the know of comic books, if you just had a tattoo of an oval on your chest in cleavage, <laughs> yes. other, some people would go like, oh, that's an intelligent commentary on Power Girl. And other people would go like, that man has a tattoo <laughs> of more impressive yeah, muscles than he himself has. It really depends on who has the tattoo. I mean, if I got it, it's not. People are not going to see a, 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 that oval and think, "Ooh, Power Girl." <laughs> They're just going to be like, "Why are you framing the hair on your chest?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a window. Unusual. <laughs> John, do you have actual tattoos? I have no tattoos, but I actually, if I were to get a tattoo, I actually would not. You know, Green Lantern. The Green Lantern, Green Lantern symbol, yeah. Awesome. Would you, would you put it on your shoulder, your ankle, your forehead? Uh, I could go shoulder. I could do, you know, uh, the wrist. I mean, you know, the, um, uh, I think, you know, that's where I do the cartooning from. So oh, yeah. So you'd that's where I need the power most. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. You could put it on the knuckle in the, the position where the ring would be. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> that, may, that just makes me sad because it seems like a sort of like, this is what should go here. Like when a comic book sells out and there's just the placard, which <laughs> just seemed like the mark of where the ring should have gone. I this, lost the actual ring. This is ring. where I would have my power ring if they were real. Aww. Okay, so uh, would you guys discuss superheroes with Hitler? Uh, primarily Captain America, yes. <laughs> if you were here right now, you'd be in so much trouble. I would, but his taste would be atrocious. 
You you don't think he would like the same superheroes as you? He would he would go for the variant covers. He would. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm backing off of this right now. This is no this is not going anywhere good. The, I I Hitler's love that taste in comics. But if that's a sim- I like a that really as a symbol of evil. Of Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> so you would shame you would shame Hitler for his poor taste in comic books. After shooting him, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so this Jack Kirby, I understand he was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Another great Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> Bill Cosby's classic Hitler. <laughs> Could you do an impression of Hitler saying, yelling pudding? <laughs> pudding? <laughs> but you're holding it like this. Pudding. Pop. <laughs> Whatever Excellent. ability I have to imitate a German accent is entirely pulled from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It works. Thank uh, you. Uh, Christopher. Yes. Uh, this is a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> what a refreshing change. Would you stop having sex if you saw an actual superhero fly by in real life? My first question would be, if I was having sex, why am I looking out the window? Well, I, uh, I ask this question a lot, and I get these questions. Okay. I, I ask the generally unobsessed, would you have, stop having sex to engage in whatever obsession you have? So let's imagine that you are making love, like, perhaps like in a hotel where the windows would be open, you're high up, nobody, nobody else is going to see in. But, like, Superman flies by, and it's the real world, and you're like... Holy shit, Superman is floating outside my hotel window while I'm making love. I, I don't think I would stop having sex because, first of all, I value that experience too much to want to sacrifice it for anything. <laughs> Secondly, I would just have this moment of, I am having sex and superheroes exist? Best day ever. <laughs> so it would just be a, sort of an incentive for you. I've, yeah, it's like... C- can this get any better? Is there pudding? <laughs> <laughs> so that that string of logic makes sense. It really does. But I like that the basic answer to this question is, would you stop having sex if you saw a superhero fly by in real life? And your answer is, no, I would yell, is there pudding? <laughs> Which, would, by the way, it, it would is... cut through all the steps to get there. Yes, that is the result. Worst battle cry ever. <laughs> Is also, also worst safe words ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, would you stop making love if you saw a superhero in real life? Louisa, when you listen to this 15 years from now, <laughs> when I finally let you, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so very sorry. Here's what would happen. <laughs> You're there thinking... Baseball, 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 baseball. Superhero, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry that was so short. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I think it is a very fair answer. Okay. Uh, Chris, if the only way you could read a comic book is if someone first punched you in the groin, <laughs> would you still read comic books? I would read more comic books. <laughs> Perhaps I've said too much. John, same question. If you had to pay this physical price to enjoy comic books in superheroes, would you go through it? 
since every time they do a reboot on comics, I feel like I have been punched in the groin. <laughs> I would say I'm used to it by now. So sure, bring it on, Big Two. Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on, Big Two. That felt like a Marvel dick punch. <laughs> that felt like a DC dick punch. The DC dick punch is much grittier. <laughs> much, much, much darker. Happens in the rain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is fascinating to me because I've been asking this question for a little while. And I, I think it, it, I always strive to ask questions to truly test people's level of obsession. This is the first time that people answered quickly. Normally people try <laughs> to, like, bargain. They go through, like, the steps of grief when I ask them this question. Like, how, how many times? How many times? Is it a direct hit or is it, like, a glancing blow? <laughs> Uh, another thing I've been asking people to do lately is, uh, and this is the end of the How Obsessed You Are, uh, we're, we're wrapping up with the actual superhero portion of the mm. podcast. Can you each make a noise to sum up your love of superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> it was very fast. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> it was Spider-Man very quickly putting together some Ikea furniture. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Excellent. And Chris, can you make... <laughs> I've already asked you to make I so many I could have gone with the duck and gone, wah! <laughs> I think so. Again, sorry, honey. Thwip well, was solid. Well, as tempted as I am to just go with pudding, <laughs> um, uh... I, I can I can imitate the noise. I can't actually produce the noise. It would be the start of <laughs> Because it would be the little fanfare of horns that you would get in the old Adam West Batman series whenever they'd punch somebody. And the sound effect would appear, and the music, you'd get that little bwam. And I, oh, my God, I loved that as a child. And, and as of last Tuesday. <laughs> Which you could also use for like when the sound effect when you're making love <laughs> a superhero flies by. <laughs> so basically if somebody walks by my hotel room later and they hear Bwee! Is there pudding? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into the room. Don't go into the But that's a really uh, that's really uh, uh, that's a cool answer, the the wham, those things that get into us deep in oh, early in life and then you just they always uh, associate with something wonderful like that. Cool. Uh, do you guys have anything else that you'd like to say about superheroes or your love of them before I move on to the final questions of the podcast? I was not joking about Cyclops. I did actually think Cyclops was the best X-Men, even when they had Wolverine. And I was like, I was... It was like, now I have to go back and do this whole podcast with you again. I'm going to do a Cyclops-only podcast was, with he you. He was the sensible one. He He's is. The, I, 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 <laughs> also, at the time, he was the only one... Doing it with Gene Gray. <laughs> I, just, I just love the idea that Cyclops is my favorite. He's the sensible one. Yeah. He, he was so misunderstood. <laughs> he was he was a great guy before Wolverine just showed up to constantly make Cyclops feel bad. Like, yes. That's Wolverine's other mutant power is making Cyclops feel bad, which is not cool. Uh, so, uh, we're going to move on to the final questions. Uh, I ask these uh, questions like these that don't necessarily have anything to do uh, with our topic. Christopher, if your life was a musical, what style of music would it be? I have to think it would be uh, like Chicago. Uh, a, <laughs> a, series, a series of sexy, sultry women all commenting with each other on how horribly I've wronged them. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or the sound of music. One of the two. Sound of music. So, <laughs> excellent. Uh, John, if you could draw one picture 
in the whole world would see that picture for sure, what would it be a picture of? A series of sultry, sexy women commenting on how Chris Jones has wronged them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very elaborate, confusing picture for people to see. I, if everybody's going to see it anyway, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and this is the final question for everyone on the podcast. You've answered this before, Chris, so feel free uh, to come up with something new or repeat yourself. Uh, what is happiness? Pudding! <laughs> Excellent. John, what is happiness? Uh, my family, and this is why I like Cyclops. He was sincere. Aww, <laughs> that is a beautiful, sincere end to our podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming. John, hold up your applause sign. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. Pudding! <laughs> Too obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.